1: Hey, it's Markay from The Markay Show. You hear me every day from 10 a.m. to noon on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to The Markay Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. you have got
2: to get Markay more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mar-K. We're entertaining meets informative.
3: You make it easier to go to work. No, I get to- Listen to you for two hours a day.
2: Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are
1: standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. Two full hours of the Marquee Show starts, starts right now. Yeah, it does what's up? This is the K Show. My name's Marquee. Thanks so much for joining me today, folks. Uh and really, you know what? I have um I have something that I need to get off my chest and I need to let you know about it. And uh, I'm gonna do that here. First, I have to hit a couple more buttons because I'm gonna be I just I literally just ran in here from the kitchen. I was warming up my coffee because I wanted to make sure I had the energy to talk about all the amazing things we have to talk about but first big announcement wait hold up it's still not working hang on it's friday okay now i know what you're thinking Marque. it's not friday it's thursday but i want to let you know this right out of the gate i have a pre-planned vacation day for tomorrow so uh before you why be why why are people clapping in the other room i don't know uh, they're jumping up and down, but that's not nice at all. Uh, but we have a pre-planned vacation day and absence tomorrow. So for me, this is my Friday. Um, and tomorrow you'll be listening to, I don't know what you're going to be listening to. Doesn't matter to me. I ain't going to be here. Anyway, but but that just means we have so much to do today. We've got so much we've got to get out, uh, get out into the world. First of all, we've got a What the Bleep, which is, I was uh, working all morning on putting these What the Bleeps, What the Bleeps together. What the Bleep, one of our our favorite games. If you watch on Twitch, which uh, we're live streaming now on Twitch, thank you guys for being here. If you watch on, on Facebook, if you watch anywhere, um, or if you just listen to the show on the radio, you know how much fun What the Bleep is, how much we love it, how much it, uh, it brings a smile to your face near the end of the week. And so we're going to get to that, I promise, before we leave uh, for the day. Also, though, I mean, there's a lot going on. Uh, Trump is being Trump again. Andrew Gillum's being Andrew Gillum again. Uh, Beto O'Rourke is still a freaky homicidal maniac, but he's third in the polls. So he's got a chance to be the next president of the United States. Um, So, like I said, I don't even know where I want to start. Maybe maybe we should start with Andrew Gillum. Maybe that's the place to be. Maybe Andrew Gillum uh, making his big announcement yesterday is probably the place to go. Um, or we talk about John McCain uh, being being mean to, to or I'm sorry, John McCain being dead and Donald Trump being mean to John McCain, who, uh, as we mentioned earlier, has passed away, uh, the, which they're making a big deal about this in the press. And I have all the clips here in a minute, which uh, I'll pull, We'll play for you. I'm going to pull them in just a second. Uh, but but they're making a big deal about Donald Trump um, mentioning John McCain. However, I would like to point out once again, it's not that Donald Trump. Just blatantly starts talking about McCain. It's that he gets asked about John McCain. It's that the press, and now especially that the press know that John McCain is a hot button with Donald Trump. That John McCain uh, is is an arch nemesis of Donald Trump, who even in death, even in death, cannot escape the president's wrath and negativity. And now that they know that, rest assured, they will continue to hammer away and ask Donald Trump questions about John McCain. Should he be speaking ill of the man because he's dead? Does death change what happened to John McCain in life? You know, that's a big question. People are always like, look, we need to, uh, you know, you need to you need to respect the dead. You need to, to speak well of the dead. Do you? What if the dead were not the nicest people when they were alive? You know, I'm sure everyone can think of a relative or an old boss Or a current boss, or whatever, somebody that you you know passed away, and you thought to yourself, "Man, I'm sorry they're dead, but wow, thank God I don't have to deal with that person anymore." Or that person was so mean to me in life, or that person you know wanted to we wanted to you know uh, submit me to all signs, all kinds of ill will. Is it something should we just automatically forgive and forget once somebody is dead? Because Donald Trump clearly is not. (laughs) He's, He's still mad at John McCain for a lot of different things. He's mad at John McCain for. Well, I mean, John McCain, let's be honest, guy was a war hero. We appreciate his service. We know about the we know about Donald Trump saying I prefer guys who weren't captured. We know about that whole that wasn't even the biggest problem. We uh we have we have John McCain who who did not vote to repeal and replace Obamacare when he had the choice, and Donald Trump continues to bring that up, brought it up in Ohio just yesterday when he was talking at the uh, at the plant. The other thing was that John McCain got the steel dossier, and instead of telling Donald Trump about it, he turned it over to the FBI. Now that shouldn't be a shock because John McCain was basically a never Trumper. He was basically somebody that that hated Donald Trump, didn't want him to be president and did whatever he could. So when uh, to stop that from happening. So when he got the Steele dossier, when he got this really, you know, it's the Steele dossier. And you have to think about this. When you read the Steele dossier, it's got to read like one of Beto O'Rourke's. Essays from online, right? like Donald Trump's in the hotel room, and the prostitutes are there, and they're getting money and there's urination and oh, it's sweet, it, glory be, it's so I mean. It, I guarantee if Beto O'Rourke wrote the Steel dossier, it would be like uh, like erotica. It would be crazy. The guy would be like so into it. And then he'd go off and kill 38 people by the time he was 23 years old. But if you have Donald Trump who is asked about John McCain and is honestly saying, "Look, I never liked the guy. I, the guy tried to put me in jail. The guy tried to derail my presidency. The guy, after I was elected, had all these opportunities to repeal and replace Obamacare or stop this war or help us out or build a wall or any of those things. And he didn't do it. So not a fan, not a fan when he was alive. Death doesn't change it. Should death change something? Should death be the ultimate benchmark, the ultimate clean slate? Does it wipe away? Does the fact that you die does that wipe away every bad thing that you ever did in your life? You know, or can people still, are there people that we could talk ill of now that they're dead, like Hitler? No, but if you talk nice about Hitler, you know, people accuse you of being a white supremacist or a neo-Nazi or whatever. You have to talk talk horribly about Hitler because he's dead, right? No, I'm not comparing John McCain to Hitler. John McCain did some amazing things for this country. He did some horrible things to Donald Trump, and Donald Trump hasn't forgotten it. So the question is, what happens when somebody dies? Do you just, do you just forget, forgive and forget, or do you move on with your life? Now keep in mind, again, the press is going to keep hammering this home. They're going to keep bringing it up every chance they get. Every time they meet Donald Trump, they're going to ask him about John McCain. They're going to ask him why he talks about John McCain, why he's taking credit for John McCain's funeral, why he's doing this, this and that. And I think it's, it's just the latest way to get people Pardon me. Off of the subject, which is, you know, the country, the economy, the the problem at the border. You know, Donald Trump vetoed the uh, the democratically sponsored bill to to repeal or to revoke his access to the funding that he wanted when he declared the national emergency. They wanted to tur- they wanted to basically call off the national emergency so Donald Trump couldn't use the money to build the wall. Well, that was vetoed. They 're going to vote on it again, but the veto will not be overridden. It will stand, and Donald Trump will get the money. the wall will be built, yada, yada yada and they don 't like they're trying to they're trying to change the subject they're trying to make Donald Trump not the winner, not the hero, but a great big loser and What better way to do that than to get him spouting off about John McCain and how much he hates the guy, even though he's no longer on this earth eight five five seven six five One zero four five is the number eight five five seven six five one zero four five is the number. You know, Donald. I mean, we always ask for honesty in our politicians until we get it. Have you realized that? Everyone's like, I've never met an honest politician. I'd love to meet an honest politician. You know what we need in politics? More honesty. Well, (laughs) here you're getting it. You got you got the most honest politician in the history. What'd you think of uh, what'd you think of Mr. McCain? Mr. Trump never liked the guy. Hated him. Glad he's dead. I paid for his funeral, by the way. I, that's all because of me. I never even got to thank you. The guy never even thanked me for his beautiful funeral. You're getting honesty in politics. The Democrats, the media, everybody has the most honest person in the entire world at, at their beck and call. And he talks to them all the time. Donald Trump loves getting in front of a me, uh, in front of a microphone and telling you what he thinks about pretty much everything. And people can't handle it. They're freaking out. 855-765-1045. I'm going to line up. I'll get you some of these clips from his speech here. We'll play them in just a minute. Also, uh, I want to know uh, I want to know what you think. Send us an open mic message if you can't get through on the phones. Uh, or pick up the phone and dial star star 1045. That's the cool kid way to do it. Star. So we've taken out all those excess numbers. Numbers, that's so like that's so old school. Old, like nine numbers, that's way too many. Star star 1045. That makes it a lot easier to remember and a lot easier easier to dial. We'll get to some of your phone calls here in just a minute. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. We'll be right back. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thank you so much for joining me today, folks. Donald Trump making waves out in Ohio, in Lima, Ohio. He was talking at a uh, GM plant because he's a, a Ford plant. Well, he was talking at some car plant about GM and Ford and American jobs. And, of course, we got on the subject of John McCain. And John McCain was the subject because the press knows that it ruffles his feathers. John
0: McCain received a a fake and phony dossier. Do you hear about the dossier? It was paid for by crooked Hillary Clinton, right? And John McCain got it. He got it. And what did he do? Didn't call me. He turned it over to the FBI hoping to put me in jeopardy.
1: Yeah put him in jeopardy. And that's one of the reasons why he doesn't like John McCain. And he's like, "Look, John McCain's dead, and I understand that, but I still didn't like the guy. And should I like him now that he's dead? Should I change the way I felt about him when he was alive?" Hey, Harrison in Jacksonville. How are you? Uh
3: I wanted to tell you, Mark, that uh Mom's Mabelie once said about her deceased
1: husband, I was told if I'm going to talk about the dead, I should say only thing that's good. He's dead, good. Yeah, that's probably that's <laughs> kind of the way I believe John uh, Donald Trump feels about John McCain. Hey, thanks so much for calling, Ann in East Arlington. How are you, Anne? Okay, Anne's and in, Anne's in, can't hear me. Uh, Simon from St. Augustine, what's up, Simon? Yeah, good morning, Mark.
4: Hyperbolic, thought, I think about uh, McCain and, uh, the
1: last couple of years of his life. I think Simon, I'm going to have to let you go too. People are either calling him uh, underwater. I don't understand that either. I don't understand how, in this day and age, we can have open mic messages that are MP3 quality come through on the phone, but the phone itself sounds like sounds like you're underwater. Cell phone technology has gone so much, so backwards in the last 10 years. It's crazy. Uh, Another thing Donald Trump said about uh, John McCain at at this rally yesterday was this. Hold on, let me click the CNN. Of course, I talk about technology and I can't even use it.
0: But he campaigned for years for repeal and replace. So did Rob. So did a lot of senators. When he finally had the chance to do it, he voted against repeal and replace he voted against at two o'clock in the morning remember thumbs down we said what the hell
1: happened yeah so he comes in he shocked everybody he votes against repeal and replace something he'd campaigned on and uh and everyone's left in the lurch so now that he's gone donald trump is just saying hey you asked me what i thought about him you asked me my feelings here's what i thought the fact that he's dead doesn't change all that and now people are saying wow donald trump uh just attacking a dead guy Ann, you're back from east arlington how you doing Ann? Yes, I'm good. Mark, how are you? Great. What do you think about this whole thing? Is when somebody passes on, does everything they did in their life automatically get wiped out?
5: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, John McCain had such disdain for the president, and I just—I mean, President Trump has doesn't have a really a, a, a way with words. I mean, if he had said it the way you just said it ten minutes ago, and said, "Listen, the guy never." Never liked me, he was very spiteful. he just i mean he absolutely despised him and i think I mean President Trump was just being honest. I mean he may not have went about saying it the right way, but usually he doesn 't and that 's what gets people so emotional and in an uproar because of the way he says it yeah no, you
4: know? no that, that I mean true. I think
5: he's he's doing great things for the country. I would never pick him as a husband, you know, <laughs> but I think he's doing great things for this country. So that's what I look at. I mean, it's just everybody is so emotional about the way he says it, how he says it. Well... You know, there was no love lost between between them. So and they weren't,
1: just you're absolutely right. And they were not the first political enemies at all in this country. And they won't be uh, they won't be the last, I'm sure. I mean, I always talk all the people love this Hamilton musical, Hamilton, Hamilton, Hamilton. Well, he hated Thomas Jefferson and vice versa. And we should be we should point out he was murdered by Aaron Burr, who was also a statesman and one of our founding fathers. So you got a lot of people. I mean, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's going to come to that. I don't think Donald Trump had anything to do with John McCain's death. But he definitely had something to do with his funeral. And this is the comment I think that's drawing the most uh, ire, that's really upsetting people the most about what Donald Trump said in reference to John McCain yesterday in Ohio. I endorsed
0: him at his request, and I gave him the kind of funeral that he wanted, which as president I had to approve. I don't care about this. I didn't get thank you. That's okay.
1: Now that one's a little quizzical, because I wonder, is he saying, I didn't get a thank you? from john mccain or from his family or what because he had to you know he wanted the state funeral he wanted the you know, all this kind of stuff and uh, and donald trump approved it and then I, <laughs> and I didn't even get a john mccain that bastard he didn't even thank me for his funeral oh wait a minute baby but you know megan mccain his daughter she always constantly talks about how upset she is by donald trump and his comments about her father but you know she realizes that he's i mean he was a political he was a political bulldog he ran for president you make enemies you know, when you when you stand up for something, uh, there's a lot of people who, who who don't like you. And sure, if you don't think Donald Trump is the right guy for the job and if you vote against his policies and if you try to derail his agenda and if you uh, hand over sensitive documents, whether they're real or not. And, the, you know, to the FBI, then in, in an effort to jeopardize Donald Trump's campaign or anyone's campaign for that, man, it could have been anyway, it could have been Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney had John McCain done the same thing, would have hated the guy, too. Star Star 104.5. When somebody dies, are you supposed to automatically forget the way you felt about them when they were alive? Because it seems to me that's what the press wants Donald Trump to do. When they ask him about somebody who's dead, who he didn't much care for and who didn't care for him, what's he supposed to say? Star Star 104.5. More of your calls, more of your open mics, more of the Mark K show coming up next on News 104.5 WOKV.
2: Y'all got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You mm-hmm. just mind getting. We want get us some Mark K. 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 Where entertaining meets informative.
3: You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day.
2: Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K show on News 104.5 WOKB. <laughs>
0: I endorsed him at his request, and I gave him the kind of funeral that he wanted, which as president, I had to approve. I don't care about this. I didn't get thank you. That's okay.
1: That's okay. I didn't get a thank you. I didn't get a thank you from John McCain. After his funeral, that's okay. That's OK. All right. Uh, star Star 1045 is the number eight five five seven six five one zero four five. if you want to do it old school. Listen, uh, we got a bunch of comments on this, too, on our Facebook uh, feed as well, because we broadcast live on Facebook and Twitch and everybody's chiming in. James writes, anyone that has, has a problem with what Donald Trump said about John McCain, apparently never listened to John McCain talk about the president. Uh, we had another comment from Dale who said, I'm a strong Trump supporter, but this is making me not want to vote for him again. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Jan in Jacksonville. How are you doing, Jan? Thanks for calling the Marque Show.
6: Hi, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. You hired me to call in about the topic of John McCain. Yeah, what do you think? And what I would say to you is I would challenge your listeners. I don't listen too much to mainstream media, especially television, mm-hmm. although I listen to you. Oh, okay, great. Well, we're I, not on
1: television, so that's good.
6: It is good. <laughs> I would challenge your listeners to do a little digging of public information and maybe, maybe they might see a picture of John McCain in March of 2018 collaborating and getting along with four of the top ISIS leaders who were working against Americans in America. That might be really interesting for them to see. And the other thing they might want to dig into a little bit is John McCain's foundations, which his daughter is a part of. They bear a little bit of similarity to Hillary's foundation. So it might be real interesting for your leaders, your uh, listeners to dig in a little
3: bit and discover some things
1: for themselves. All right, Jen. So, thanks so much for calling. Somebody, somebody who's listening, dig into that for me and let me know what you find out. Uh, Jim on the North side. How's it going, Jim?
4: I'm doing well, real, real real, Markham. Um, I just want to make a couple of comments on the John McCain deal. Yeah. Um, first of all, uh, John McCain and George W Bush despised each other and, and also um if you remember back when the news media just loved John McCain when he was always going against the Republicans but when he started running for president against Obama they trashed him.
1: Oh yeah, and when he picked Sarah Palin, do you remember that whole debacle? They he became oh, yeah. it was all what's wrong with him? Is he going senile? He picked the word McCain lost. I mean, they when when it was McCain versus Obama, McCain was the the worst person for the job. But after that, oh, anyway, you know, McCain was was this uh, was this huge hero in their eyes because he he despised, you know, the friend of my enemy is my friend. Wait, no, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. The friend of my enemy is John McCain. Uh it's something like that's some um, That's an old saying. I'm not sure what it was, but you're right about that. And the media does. They go back and forth. And right now, the most hated man in America and in the American media is Donald Trump. So anything they can use, whether it's the memory of John McCain or, you know, Donald Trump's own words about John McCain, they'll be they know Donald Trump and John McCain hated each other. So if they want Donald Trump to go off on something or say something offensive about a dead guy who they uh, you know, who is an American hero, then what better way than to ask Donald Trump questions about John McCain? Uh, because they know Donald Trump will oblige them with an answer. Kelly in Destin. Hey, Kelly, uh, thanks so much for calling the Markay Show. How are you?
3: I'm great. Thank you. Oh, great. Uh, I am so annoyed by this thing. I'm super annoyed that people are getting upset about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't understand. If you ask Donald Trump a question, he's going to give you a positive answer. John McCain had a one-month-long funeral. And did nothing but bash our president. His family bashed our president. Everyone who attended bashed our president. And now they ask Donald Trump a question. He gives him an honest answer. And they give him a hard time. Yep. I completely support him. I think John McCain was absolutely threw all of us under the bus. through the Republican Party under the bus. And started
1: off on this horrible train that we are now on with the Republican Party. What do, you, what do you think, let me ask you a question, what do you think if Donald Trump had said something like, uh, you know, John McCain and I never agreed, but I had the utmost respect for him and his service, and his loss was a loss to America, and you know, I for one, uh, grieve him. Like, what if he'd gone on some flowery, we know BS type, uh, you know, epic, poetic, uh, praising, you know, Monologue about Donald about John McCain. They would have railed him for that, saying Donald Trump is lying. We know for a fact he hated John McCain, so it is. It's another damned if you do, damned if you don't moment. Uh, but like every moment in Donald Trump's life, I think they're all damned if you do, damned if you don't. So he just does. Jim in St. Augustine, what's up, Jim? How are you? Doing good. How are hey, you? Hey, great. What's your point, Jim? what do you want to say? What I wanted to say was answering your question about whether we should forgive
4: uh, bad people for the bad things that they do during their life after they're dead. Yeah. I got two
3: words. I got two words. Adolf Hitler.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good that's a, answer. Anybody, any, anybody forgive him lately that I know of? No, no, not at all. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Linda. Uh, oh, wait, Linda, we're still talking to Linda. Uh, 855-765-1045. Is the number eight five five seven six five one zero four five. I never met John McCain at all, ever. However, I did meet his daughter on several occasions, and one of them was at the Republican National Convention back in twenty sixteen. I was there with, uh, oh, hang on, with, uh, let me turn that down. I was there with, um, I was there with uh, our good buddy uh, Herman Cain, and we were broadcasting his show. And we had they what they did was they took the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers parking garage and they did an amazing job with it. The um, the uh, the owner of the Cavaliers and everyone that worked there at the uh, at the arena, they took the the parking garage and they carpeted the whole thing and they sectioned it off into rooms and they installed air conditioning because don't forget, it was the middle of summer. And even in Cleveland, it was really hot and they had tables set up and broadcast booths. And it looked like I mean, it was an amazing thing that they did. And YouTube came in and brought us free coffee and Google had a free cafe so you could go get free, you know, muffins and things and Snapchat was giving away toys. It was it was really quite the sight to see. And we you know we were uh, we were sitting there broadcasting with Shaney B and me and Herman Cain uh, and we're sitting there and we have a booth and there's a curtain separating us from the next booth. And in the next booth, Megan McCain was hosting her show. Uh, at the time, it was called America Now or America First or America, America Now. Oh, it doesn't matter. No one listened to it anyway. So she's sitting there doing her show and Herman's doing his show and I'm sitting with him. And Herman is a very loud individual. I don't know if you when he says shucky ducky. He's not whispering. It's like, oh, shucky ducky. It is. It's loud. And keep in mind, we are in a garage like we basically were broadcasting 20 feet from where LeBron would park his car. So it's reverberating. I also not a not a quiet person. I'm quite loud as well. So when Herman and I get to talking or joking or laughing, it makes a little bit of noise. But keep in mind, we're doing a live radio show. Well, all of a sudden, right after one of our breaks, we go to commercial, the curtain between our booth and Megan McCain's booth cracks open. And I see Megan McCain and she says, could you guys please be quiet? We're doing a live radio show here. And then the curtain closes. And Herman Cain looks at me and goes, "Now, who the hell is that?" <laughs> and I go, "The fact that he didn't know who that was again was just, it? It, it, uh, it was my entire point." Anyway, I go, "That's uh, that's Megan McCain," uh, and he goes, "Who?" And I go, "Megan McCain, John McCain's daughter." And he, and he go, "What's she broadcasting about?" And I go, "I don't know." So we were even louder for the rest of the uh, we were even louder the rest of the time we were there. But anyway, that's just you know that's that's my only run in with the McCain family. Now, if in the event that something horrible happens to Meghan McCain, am I going to forget that story? No. And I'll probably keep telling it. Uh, But, you know, that was that was it. So it just goes to show that, you know, you have run ins with people. You like people. You don't like people. They rub you the wrong way. Stuff happens, especially in politics. Are you supposed to forget all of that after after that person's gone? Rob in Keystone Heights, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Great. Rob, what do you want to say? I got a good analogy Trump can
3: use. Um just pick the nastiest liberal reporter that's wrote every nasty thing in the book about him and uh turn to the other media and just say, Well, if I died, do you think he'd change his mind? And what he
1: said about me? Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, ever, thought about it. You're right about it. They, the thing about it was Hillary Clinton going to change her tune when Donald Trump kicks it. What about Omarosa? Is she going to write a new book saying everything I wrote in my book was wrong? What about Kellyanne Conway's husband, who now is making waves because Kellyanne Conway is uh, or because Donald Trump is is, uh, is is a lunatic and he's got this horrible mental disease and he's witnessing it firsthand. You know, what are all these people going to go back after Donald Trump if they're asked about, hey, what did you really think of Donald Trump, uh, uh, Don Lemon? What did you really think of what did you really think of Donald Trump, Jim Acosta? Hey, Mitt Romney, why don't you tell us your real thoughts about Donald Trump now that he's gone? What are they going to say? And if they say anything other than I freaking hated the guy and I thought he was crazy and egomaniacal and never should have been president. If they say anything other than that, is anyone going to believe him? Star star. 1045. That's the problem. When you're a politician and you tell the truth, everybody hates you. When you're a politician and you lie, everybody hates you. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. Uh, more of your phone calls coming up. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining me today. 855-765-1045. You know, there's no love lost between Donald Trump and John McCain, even in death. John McCain received the... Uh, fake
0: and phony dossier. Do you hear about the dossier? It was paid for by crooked Hillary Clinton, right? And John McCain got it. He got it. And what did he do? Didn't call me. He turned it over to the FBI hoping to put me in jeopardy.
1: Yeah, that's what he did. He turned it over to the FBI and goes, hmm, what do I do with this dossier about Donald Trump? I'm going to turn it over to the FBI. Maybe he'll drop out of the race and then maybe I can uh, come back and return to glory. Oh, 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 oh. I mean <laughs> a Star Star 1045 Donald Trump talking about the late senator John McCain um, at a rally yesterday in Ohio in Lima, Ohio and the press rip it into him because I mean they but they bring it up. I mean that is that is true. They don't just they don't leave it alone. We got an open mic message about that.
3: The president's only talking about him because they keep asking him about it. He should just say something to the effect of He's gone.
0: Enough
1: said. Yeah, but again, I mean, they're asking him. I mean, I I kind of agree with that, too. But if you have an opinion about somebody, death shouldn't change it. Sorry,
7: Democrats. Trump's not two-faced, so he's not going to like John McCain now that he's passed away.
1: Right. And that's kind of like what they want, isn't it? Isn't the press asking him to be political? Isn't the press asking him to be two-faced? I mean, Donald Trump's the drain the swamp guy. And in the swamp, sure, you speak ill of your enemies when they're alive and you uh and you speak well of them when they're dead. But again, Donald Trump's not from the swamp. He's from New York, where you speak ill of people all all the time. Vince from the West Side. What's up, Vince? How are you? Uh,
4: pretty good. I'm a, I'm a Trump supporter, but okay. he he has a he has a lot of things that he doesn't doesn't do right. Okay. One of the first things he did was when he was him and McCain was competing for the uh, the job. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, "My heroes do not get captured by the enemy." Right. Well, hell, John McCain didn't have nothing to do with getting captured. His plane was shot down. Yeah. And it was shot down over Vietnam. hell, he's gonna get captured.
1: Right. No. Yeah. And yeah. I remember
4: never said that he says a lot of things he shouldn't say which well, you get him in trouble right. i i, I like everything he does but that was one thing as soon as he said it i said to myself oh my god you shouldn't have said that
1: right okay but that but yeah. then you know we he went on he got the he got elected that kind of thing uh here's the thing though back and forth between the two of them it was going on for years now that john mcCain's dead you think what he should just be like well god rest his soul and move on with it
4: Boy,
1: you're right. But uh, when he said that about McCain, of course, McCain was immediately irritated. Hang on for me one second, Vince. Uh, We're going to have to take a break here in a minute. I did want to get to one more call. Wayne on the north side. What's up, Wayne? Hey, you know,
6: dying doesn't give you honor. Yeah, that's a good point. Sorry as I can be, but it doesn't. And and I hate to disappoint Miss uh, Megan McCain. But Trump has done more for
3: this country in two years than her daddy ever did.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, that seems to be the consensus of in a lot Cong- of people.
3: In Congress, you know. I yeah. mean, it just, it's ridiculous. Like, you know, it, it, it's stupid. It's <laughs>
1: Isn't it? No, it is. Isn't it also kind of disrespectful what the media is doing using the memory of John McCain and his tumultuous relationship with Donald Trump in a time now when he can't say anything about it, when he can't come out and speak for himself? Isn't it? Isn't it kind of uh, isn't it kind of uh, just so disrespectful and disloyal to someone that they claim is an American hero to use him now as a pawn to get the president riled up? Nick and Dr. Zinlitt. How you doing, Nick?
6: I'm doing fine. So I want to change the show for a second. Oh, hold
1: on a second. I know. don't. I, I don't. I don't. So we're gonna put you back on hold. Uh, let's take a quick break. Star Star one zero four five is the number. Star Star one zero four five is the number. Or you can dial eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Steve and Bayard, how you doing, Steve? I'm doing fine. Mark, first time caller. Oh yay! All right.
3: Hey, one of my pet peeves with this whole thing is that, you know, whenever anyone talks about McCain, mm. you know, even through all the things that he did as being an alleged rhino, uh, they always throw off that, oh, but he was a war hero. And one of the things that they forget is there was a, a gentleman that prior to his, well, it's called an indiscretion, was probably one of the greatest generals of the Revolutionary War and the fair-haired child of uh, George Washington.
1: Yeah, true. Uh, sure, look. Being a war hero, I'm I'm sure that was great, and we appreciate his service, but it doesn't mean that he did some bad things later on in life, as Donald Trump, I'm sure, will go on and on and on and on and on without. Hey, speaking of someone who hates Donald Trump, Andrew Gillum was out yesterday, too. We'll tell you what he said. That's coming up. Stay tuned to The Mark K. Show on News 104.5 WOKV.
7: Y'all
1: got to get Mark K. more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You
2: just might get it. We want us some Mark K. Hey. Where entertaining meets informative.
3: You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day.
2: Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K. Show on News 104.5 WOKV.
1: And if you want to get through, there's a couple ways to do it. 855-765-1045 is the number. Star Star 1045 if you don't want to dial as many numbers. And maybe you have like, uh, maybe you, have like um, you know carpal tunnel or something and it hurts to dial. Uh, or you can leave us an open mic message on our mobile app. It's free in the iTunes store. It's free in the Google Play store. You can send us an open mic message. And you can let us know what you think about Donald Trump, about John McCain, about Andrew Gillum, about whatever. Sorry, Democrats. Trump's
7: not two-faced, so he's not going to like John McCain now that he's passed away.
1: Yeah, uh, Steve. In jacksonville thanks for calling the mark K Show. how you doing steve doing good how about you mark oh great man what do you want to say hey i just wanted to say that you know
3: when mccain didn't vote out obamacare was he doing it for you know a dig at, at uh trump or was he doing it for the people of
5: arizona
1: well, and you know, and that's a big question, too. And that's one of the and that was that was a shocker was by surprise. I mean, if you, and even Donald Trump mentioned that yesterday. But he campaigned for years for repeal and replace. So did Rob. So did a lot
0: of senators. When he finally had the chance to do it, he voted against repeal and replace. He voted against it at two o'clock in the morning. Remember, thumbs down.
1: We said, what the hell happened? Yeah. And so a lot of people were confused by that. And the only reason they could come up with was that Donald Trump was uh, so hated by John McCain that he wanted him to fail at any cost, Um, even if it meant railroading an agenda that he knew was good for the American people and one that he supported before it became Donald Trump's agenda. And that's very similar to the wall. You know, we hear all the time we talk about Nancy Pelosi wanted a wall. Chuck Schumer wanted a wall. Democrats, they all wanted the wall. The, the wall was so popular. Everybody in Congress, Barack Obama wanted a wall. They all wanted stronger borders. Donald Trump made it his key component, the key element of his campaign. Got him rode that issue all the way to the White House. And so now all of a sudden, walls are evil. Walls are bad. Walls are 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 are, are, are just anti-American, which is kind of bizarre. That's the, that's that's the difference. You're over, and I think you're right. I think whoever, uh, you know, who, the guy that just called, I think he's absolutely right. That the the personal animosity that people feel for Donald Trump outweighs their 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 dedication to the country and their desire to help the citizens that they were elected to represent. Ray in Palm Coast, how you doing, Ray? Yeah, I'm doing fine, Mark. How about yourself? Oh, great, great. What's up, man? what do you want to say?
6: Well, I want to let you know there's a word out there that uh, John McCain was actually violating a direct order not to fly where
1: he was flying when he got shot down yeah uh look you know i don't know anything about that and i wouldn't you know what i look i was a big top gun fan and maverick never did he never followed orders he was buzzing the tower you know you know negative ghost rider the pattern is full and he still did the, the he still buzzed the tower and he was doing yeah he was in an inverted negative 4g dive with a mig at what range oh uh, about two meters you know What were you doing? Communicating? I'm all, I'm a big fan of not following orders, so I'm not going to fault the guy for that. Plus, I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't even, I wasn't even here. I wasn't even on the planet when that happened. Um, but you know, all I know is that after that, after the whole shooting down, after the whole POW, after he was back, after the American hero, he became, first of all, super wealthy somehow. And then second of all, he became super powerful not powerful enough to ever become president and not powerful enough to keep Donald Trump from becoming president. And I think that personally he hated that. James in Phoenix, Arizona. What's up, James? What would you want to say?
3: Yeah, I just wanted to point out the fact that um, Donald Trump and McCain's little beef uh, wouldn't have made much news if it was vice versa because Donald Trump never got caught on hot mic calling Obama an N-word. Where after McCain got beat for president he did
1: oh i don't remember that either i'll have to look that one up but look uh, if you're in politics long enough you're gonna get caught doing something or saying something you're gonna get all the stuff dug up about you unless you're donald trump in which case you just put it all out there <laughs> you know you know the good thing about donald trump is there's nothing to dig up on him because a it's either already been dug up or b he just throws it out it's like the Mueller document you know this Mueller report they asked about the Mueller report he goes i don't care show everybody everybody should see it you know, everybody. I don't care. Just like end it, though. Get it over with already, because he knows that there's nothing. He knows that there's nothing in it. Uh, speaking of Donald Trump and people that hate him. Let's talk about another guy who uh, was out yesterday spewing off about Donald Trump and about the Republicans and about 2020. And that was Andrew Gillum. I believe he was. He was in Tampa, I think, or is Tampa he it was one of those. One of those T cities here in Florida. And he he was teasing this big announcement and he was talking all about uh, Donald Trump and the Republicans and how Florida is a massive battleground. How Florida is this huge swing state and how Florida has a lot of power, not just in this coming, not just in past elections, but in the coming election.
7: I'm committed and I hope you're equally committed to recognizing that the road to the White House runs through Florida. We can deny Donald Trump a second term right here in the state of Florida.
1: Florida. What? <laughs> Florida. That's, that's interesting. He, he puts the, uh, the stress on that second fil- syllable. So like, not Florida. It's Florida. Uh, but he would, that was his big announcement. His th- he has not said, I'm running for president yet. He has not said, I'm Andrew Gillum, and I'm running for president. He didn't do that. But what he did do was he said we can stop Donald Trump from taking the White House and we can do that by registering more voters. Fun fact, there are more registered Democrats in the state of Florida than there are registered Republicans. But they keep losing the state. Either they don't have a candidate that's inspiring the voters to get out there and vote or the Republicans are putting up candidates that, you know, are, are making them cross the line. Or they just forget that it's time to vote because, you know, there's there's not weed on the ballot, so they don't care. Whatever the reason is, in the last election, Donald Trump got more of the votes. He got the electoral votes. Ron DeSantis got more votes. Rick Scott got more votes. It was a slim margin, but it was enough for victory. And Andrew Gillum is is just so – I mean, he's beside himself. So his goal now is to stop Donald Trump from getting the – was it 29, 29? How many electoral votes do we have? 29? 22? 22. Oh, you think one of us would know that. and uh, Rich Jones would know if he were here. This is not who we are as a country.
7: Uh, we're not a country that divides people off of the way we look, the language we speak, our country of orientation, who we love. Yeah, 29. I was right the first time. 855-765-1045. November of 2020, we are going to evict Donald Trump and send a Democrat to the White House. Yeah. I
1: believe we can do it. I believe we can do it he also believed that he could be governor but that didn't that didn't work out <laughs> he wants to deny Donald Trump the white house the way we denied him the state house in tallahassee the way you people denied me the governorship, we will deny Donald Trump the presidency for a second term. That's his goal now. Now his goal is to go in there and say these 29 electoral votes in Florida are going to go the other way. We don't know who the candidate is. We don't know who we don't know who's going to win. We don't know which person is going to get the nomination. We don't even know if they're done. We don't even know if Joe Biden's in the race yet. We don't know. In fact, that was kind of funny. Uh, a friend of mine who was working here said we should do like a March Madness bracket with the Democratic candidates. And we should see, you know, get a list of all the Democrats, pit them one after one over the other, and make picks and see who we think would go all the way to the final. That's actually not a bad idea. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that. 855-765-1045. But, you know, despite the fact that we don't even know who, whether it's going to be Beto O'Rourke and his and his psychedelic warlord, uh, you know, monstrous, the the homicidal fantasies, whether it's going to be Bernie Sanders, 80 years old and still kicking, whether it's going to be Joe Biden, who hopefully sometime before the primary will actually enter the race or whether it's going to be one of the other 92 people. Who've decided that they want to be the next president of the United States uh, on the Democratic ticket? Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is the Marques Show. Quick break. We'll be right back. So we just came up with a great idea, and by we I mean my uh, friend from down the hall, and by just I mean like a little while ago. But we're we're gonna put it in. And we're gonna execute. We're gonna execute. It's March Madness today. It's kicking off. Uh, Here in Jacksonville, by the way, don't forget, we've got we've got like a a couple games today or four games today. We've got two more games on Saturday at ViStar Veterans Memorial Arena, which is way cool. And so we're going to do our own little March Madness, but we're going to use since there's 16, get this, there's 16 declared candidates. For the Democratic uh, primary, we're gonna have we're gonna have our own little Sweet 16. And what we're gonna do is we are going to every time you call, we're gonna give you a game. We're gonna pit pick, pick two of these primary candidates for the Democratic ticket against each other. You pick a winner, and we'll go all the way through until uh, we have a winner. All right? That's how it works. Doesn't matter what you're calling about, but that's the first thing you're gonna have to do. For example, we're gonna start with Janet on the beaches. Janet, how are you? Good. Hey, what's up, Janet? Uh, oh. Before we get to your comment about John McCain, here are your two competitors. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Cory Booker and Pete Buddy Buddygeeg. Cory Booker and Pete Buddygeeg. Who goes on to the next round? Well, of course, Booker. You think Booker?
6: Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. even know who the other guy is. Oh, okay. All
1: right. Perfect. So uh, Booker over Buddy Buddygeeg. All right. Good. Now, what do you want to say about John McCain doing it?
6: Well, first of all, this. my my father was POW mm-hmm. during World War II. Mm-hmm. And he never talked about it. Uh, it just upsets me that John McCain, he like wrote it on his shoulder. Everything was about that. Everything yeah. that he ever did, that's the first thing that everybody always thought about was he was a war hero. I think he wrote that on his skirt tail all the way to where he got. And I just, I think it's wrong. Well, you know what? I'm, I, I'm, I'm a Republican. I even right. voted for him uh, when he ran. And I just thank God that he did not make it.
1: No, I understand, and I understand how you feel about that, and hey, thanks so much for your call. We appreciate it. Look, I'm conflicted on that personally because in 2001, I won an award uh, for radio broadcasting. It was the first and only award I ever won, but to this day, I will I will have people introduce me as an award-winning broadcaster, even though it only happened the one time, so I can't fault the guy for being a war hero. Uh, if, I, if I had, like, a Medal of Honor, rest, I would introduce myself as... You know, every day on the show, be like, hey, what's up? It's Markay, Medal of Honor winner and, uh, you know, Purple Heart recipient, 855 uh, 765 What's up? That, I mean, that's just personally me. So I kind of understand that. Oma from, north, from the north side. How are you, Oma? I'm fine. How are you today? Doing great. Thanks so much for calling. Oh, Oma, real quick, real quick, before we get mm-hmm. to your comment, here's your matchup. Are you ready? Yeah. Julian Castro versus John Delaney. Julian Castro versus John Delaney. Who goes on to the next round? Uh, Delaney. Delaney, you think so? I have no idea. Okay, all right. Well, that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. That's why they call it, you know, that's why they call it March Madness because you never know what's going to happen. All right, what's your what's your comment, Oma? What'd you want to say?
6: Uh, you mentioned a while ago you didn't know how McCain got rich. Well, if you look back at his uh, life story, while he was a prisoner of war. His wife at the time was in a very serious accident, crippled for life. Oh, I I think I do remember something like that. They didn't tell him. She didn't want them to tell him because she didn't want him more upset than, you know, over there. Yeah. Well, the thing was, when he came back, he didn't exactly like being married to a disfigured, crippled woman. He met Cindy McCain, who was an heiress.
1: Oh, I kind of do remember this whole story.
6: wooed her, had an affair with her, divorced his crippled wife, who was the mother of some of his children. Some of his children, yeah, because he's
1: got a bunch of them, yeah.
6: Right. Wow. And married the heiress. That's so, right. And then her dad he, also, he, I want to say her dad
1: helped with his political career, too. Wasn't he the one that pushed him into politics? Well, with all
6: that money, that's yeah. how he got elected first as a senator because Cindy's father was some big deal multimillionaire in Arizona yeah. or whatever. No, you were right. And, oh, hey, th-
1: uh, you're right. Oh, I forgot all about that. Man, uh, this should be a movie of the week. Why is this not like a movie of the week yet? Because it definitely seems like... Definitely seems sordid enough to be that. Hey, thanks for, thanks for the call. Uh, Cheryl from the West Side. How you doing, Cheryl? Just fine. All you know. Hey, great. All right, Cheryl, you ready for your, uh, ready for your matchup? I'll try. I've never done this before. No, you're going to be great. Tulsi Gabbard versus Kristen Gillibrand. Who do you like? Oh, that's tough. I need yeah. a one. Yeah, I know. It's really tough. But if you um, had to pick one, who do you think would go on to the final round, round in a head-to-head matchup? For everybody's sake, I guess Gillibrand. You guys ever for everybody's sake? All right, cool. what do you want to say about uh, about John McCain?
5: Well, the last color did remind me about the heirs thing, how he dumped his crippled wife with the heirs. But um, that did clear up a little bit of my question: was how did McCain get his money? Yeah. But if you look back at McCain's um acts in vietnam how he got his money i believe it was set up from the beginning i believe he was ordered to go into a no-fly zone i believe he got shot down i believe he was sent back with a message from the vietnam and i also think that they set him up in our government to continue in the deep state and that's why he picked sarah palin as his running mate to make it look like he's one of the good guys hmm. make it look like he's a regular american
1: all right. That is wow. That is an interesting theory, man. That is that is. Wow. That's one for conspiracy theory Thursday. We got to bring that bit back. Uh, <laughs> quick break. More of our March Madness Democratic primary bracket. We're going to fill out the rest of it. Uh, we've also got what the bleep coming up and more. Of your phone calls star star one oh four five or 85-765-1045. This is the Mark K show on News one oh four point five. W.O.K.V. <laughs>
2: Got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark okay. K. We're entertaining meets informative.
3: You make it easier to go to work, knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day.
2: Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K Show on News One Hundred Four
1: Point Five WOKB. By the way, we need some more people to pick these match. All you, all you bracket busting people, all you bracketologists. We have our own little bracket going today uh in celebration of of you know the madness that's going on ours however is true madness it's the democratic primary we have 16 the sweet 16 of the democratic primary contenders these are all people who want to be on the uh on the uh, on the ballot versus donald trump Eight five five seven six five one zero four five, or just dial star star 1045 what we'll do is we'll give you a matchup of two and you can pick the one you think would go on to the uh, next round and we'll see We'll see if we can predict how this thing's going to end up. I'm really excited by it. Uh, so far, Cory Booker has ousted Pete uh, Buddy Gig. Uh, John Delaney has to uh, has, uh, Julian Castro. And Kristen Gillibrand has knocked out Gabbard. We've still got one, two, three, four, five matchups in the first round to get to. And then we'll do it again next week with the second round. So um, that'll be really cool. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. 1045 Everybody who calls up, before you give your comment, you're going to have to pick a winner in the bracket, so we can go on. Now, Andrew Gillum yesterday, speaking of picking winners, he's picking the Democrats to win Florida. He's doing, you know, they always say uh, with politics, think globally, start locally. Locally, well, globally, he wants Donald Trump out of office. He wants Donald Trump to not be in the White House anymore. November of 2020,
7: we are going to evict Donald Trump and send a Democrat to the White House.
1: I believe we can do it. I believe we can do it. So now what his big thing is, you know, since he doesn't have a job, uh, he's going to be working on a voter registration initiative here in Florida. He wants to register one million new voters, most of them Democrats, and hopefully oust Donald Trump. I'm committed, and I hope you're
7: equally committed to recognizing that the road to the White House runs through Florida. We can deny Donald Trump a second term right here in the state of Florida.
1: Yeah. And that's what uh, that's his goal. His uh, goal is now like, you know what? I used to hate Ron DeSantis, but now I hate Donald Trump. And so we're going to stop him. We're going to register all these voters. And it, we're still going to have Ron DeSantis as the governor. And we're still going to have we're still going to have uh, Rick Scott as our senator and Marco Rubio, unfortunately. But, you know, it, it's still going to be a, a blood red state, except we're going to get all these Democrats to vote all of a sudden. For a Democrat. The thing about these voter uh, registration drives is you can register all the people you want to vote, but you've still got to get them out to vote. And then you've got to make sure they're voting for the person you want. The Democrats can register a bajillion people. But if all those bajillion people stay home on Election Day, it doesn't matter. And if those bajillion people who, you know, half of whom, let's say, go out to the voting uh, to go out to the polls on Election Day in 2020 and vote for Donald Trump. Well, then, you know, your efforts have all been in vain or if they vote for the guy from Starbucks who's running Schultz or anyone else for that matter then it, you kind of you know you shot yourself in the foot and also don't forget that the GOP isn't just sitting around letting you take all the votes in Florida they understand the importance of Florida don't rest assured Donald Trump will be here several times Rick Scott will be campaigning here several times Ron DeSantis will give him the run of the joint you know so it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be an interesting thing to watch 855 Gary on the north side how are you Gary? doing good thank you all right gary real quick I give, i'm going to give you a matchup you tell me who's going to go on to the next round okay yes sir all right here we go it is kamala harris versus john hickenlooper huh, that's a good one that is a good one uh hickenlooper hickenlooper all right here we go hickenlooper so hickenlooper sends harris packing uh all right what do you want to say today sir
4: I actually should have a 17th one with a buy for the first two rounds. None of the above, like in Brewster's Millions. Yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> Brewster, that's a throwback. <laughs> you're, the, you're the first and only person to quote Brewster's Millions on this show. Uh, Dwayne from the West Side, how are you? Uh, how are you doing, Mark? How are Do, you doing? Oh, good, Doing really well. All right, are you ready for your matchup, Dwayne?
3: Uh yeah, I guess so. Okay, here we but go. I, two, but the last uh, guy said and played versus. William so and none of the above. No, I'm sorry, you have to pick oh, yeah. a winner.
1: there's no <laughs> there's no overtime or there's no ties. Uh, your two candidates. Tell me which one is it sh- goes on to the next round. John Inslee or Amy Klobuchar. John Inslee. Oh, you think John Inslee? Yeah,
3: like I said, none of the above. Really, I'm just picking.
1: Okay, I get it. I got it. All right, we've got him going on to the next round. Uh, what do you want to say about John McCain?
3: Well, um, my, my main thing is is I'm an ex-Navy guy uh, based down here out of Jacksonville, mm-hmm. uh, and we see John McCain in a different light. We we used to have a sister ship here. I was on the Saratoga. We had one here in Mayport called the Forrestal. He uses Forrestal. Okay. And uh, he was on the air wing, and this was their first deployment in 1967. And... Uh, McCain started a huge fire on that carrier that cost the lives of 134 members. Uh, There's some miscommunications as far as what really happened, but if you ever get a chance, Mark, uh, go in on YouTube and type in USS Forrestal Fire. There's two of them at the beginning. Uh, One is situation critical, which in the Navy, they made us watch uh, when we had damage control training and also in boot camp. Okay. Check when... And the second one is more of a dramatization and also has John McKean speaking about
1: it. Okay. All right. I will I will do that in some of my – I'm off tomorrow, so maybe I'll do that, you know, in between games. That would be great. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. I didn't know any of that either. Audrey from the west side. Yes. Audrey, you got a good one here. You ready? Pick a winner. Wayne Messam or Beto O'Rourke? Oh, goodness. I don't know
6: the other guy. Beto is – Boy, he's a mystery. But I'll go with Beto. You're gonna
1: go with Beto, probably. But all right, Beto makes it on to the elite eight. Uh, what do you want to say today, Audrey?
6: Concerning John McCain,
1: <sighs> I have a different take on John McCain. Oh, okay, all right.
6: Because this man, of course, you know, he was shot down. He did spend the time in the prisoner of war camp, but he come home. He had a wife. He had children, and he had a long career. My cousin that I grew up next door to all my life was like my brother. He died in Vietnam at 21. Mm. I consider him the hero. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a I know. I mean, you look at the World War Two guys, when you ask them who the heroes are of the World War Two, they always point to the graves yeah. of the men are dead.
1: The, one who did, the ones who didn't come say. back. No, Audrey, you're, the you're- ones that no, you're right about that. Hey, thank, that's a great point too. Uh, thanks. You know what's interesting to me is how when you talk about John McCain now, all of a sudden you're hearing all these things that I never heard. You know, all these, all the, all the skeletons are coming out. It's like apparently he was one of the worst guys who ever lived, not one of the great. It's like people are calling in, going, one time uh, I thought my dog ran away, but I found out it was John McCain. And I'm like, why? Wow, no idea. He can Google it. He Google it. You know, I got a splinter one time real bad. I thought I thought that I just got a splinter. Turns out when I was sleeping, John McCain stuck that son bitch right my finger. I ain't sad to see him go. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't sad one little bit. Guy was, guy was horrible, apparently. think <laughs> like the worst guy. Well, you know, he's probably the reason that I'm bald. 855 Listen, we got to do uh, what the... Ble- we, uh, just in the middle of the night, John McCain stuck in my window. <laughs> You're going to look like me, son. It's the last thing I do. 855 765 1045. We got some What the Bleep coming up. I need two contestants. We're going to play you a clip. We're going to bleep out one word. If you can tell us what word we bleeped out, you get a point. Whoever has the most points wins a Mark K. Show. News 104.5 WOKV prize pack. 855 765 1045. Call now. We'll play next on News 104.5 WOKV. This is the Mark Show. It's time for What the Bleep, and we're going to meet our contestants. Uh, we've got Jack calling in from the town center. Jack, before we get to What the Bleep, I've got to give you a matchup, and you've got to tell me who's going to win in the Democratic March Madness primary uh, bracket. You ready? Yep. All right, Jack. Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren? Who do you like? Oh, boy. Uh, what a choice. Uh, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. All right, we'll put him in there. Let me make sure that – hold on. Let me make sure you guys can hear what's going on. Sideboard up. Can you guys put the sideboard up? Thank you. There we go. All right. So we've got Bernie Sanders going on, and then you're going to be playing today uh, against William. William is in Stark. Hey, William, how you doing? William, can you hear me? Doing, Mark. Oh, good. Uh, William, real quick before we get started with the game, you've got the last round here: Marianne Williamson or Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang, yeah. this because it's fun to say. All right. So we've got our first round bracket set. We'll uh, go to the next round next week. Right now, though, it's time for what you actually called for, and that is what the bleep. This is our favorite game of the week. This is where we bleep out one word in a news clip. You guys have to listen to the clip and then tell us what word we bleeped out. Uh, whoever gets the most right wins a Mark K. Show prize pack. Are you ready, gentlemen? Yes, yes. Jack, we're going to start with you. Uh, listen carefully to this clip of Andrew Gillum yesterday in Tampa and tell me what the bleep. November of 2020, we are going to Donald Trump and send a
7: Democrat to the White House. What <laughs> What word did we bleep
1: out there? Uh, defeat.
7: Defeat. Defeat. All right, let's hear it. November of 2020, we are going to evict Donald Trump and send a Democrat to the White House.
1: Evict, yeah, because like, you know, he lives in the White House. But that's okay. That was the first one. I know You're still getting the hang of it. Uh, all right, uh, okay. here we go, William. Your first clue. Are you ready? Yes, I am. All right, listen carefully to this clip of Donald Trump speaking yesterday in Lima, Ohio, and tell us what the bleep.
0: John McCain got it. He got it. And what did he do? Didn't call me. He turned it over to the FBI
1: hoping to put me in What the bleep, William? Put me in um, trouble. Put, Put me in trouble. Listen carefully.
0: John McCain got it. He got it. And what did he do? Didn't call me. He turned it over to the FBI, hoping
1: to put me in jeopardy. Oh, a synonym for trouble. But that was uh, that was close. Hey, uh, good, good try. That's okay. We still got plenty more action as we move back to Jack for your second clue. Are you ready, Jack? I am. This is Jake Tapper on CNN discussing Donald Trump, of all things. Uh, listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. President Trump, just minutes ago, he just cannot let it go. He continues to attack a man honorable 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 listen carefully president trump just minutes ago he just cannot let it go he continues to attack a dead man Oh, no, a dead man oh. dead man because oh. john mccain's dead not honorable this is... Gotcha. Yeah, and I, uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. This is, uh, this is your next clue, William. By the way, score's still tied. Still anyone's ballgame. Um, William, this is Anderson Cooper on CNN discussing not Donald Trump and John McCain, but I believe Donald Trump and potentially the Mueller report. Whatever
2: you think of the work of the special counsel, the president's remarks today invite people to see it in a way that doesn't square with the facts as we know them and as we've all seen them reported. In
1: a word, Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, man. (laughs) In a word, terrible. In a word, terrible. Let's
2: listen. doesn't square with the facts as we know them and as we've all seen them reported.
4: In a word, gaslighting.
1: Oh, that, that, that was horrible. That was so... Nobody talks like that. Nobody uses the term gaslighting. Anderson, he's so pretentious, isn't he? All right, uh back to you, Jack. This is Jay Leno on The Tonight Show talking about political humor. I'm sorry, he was on The Today Show talking about political humor on The Tonight Show. You know, I did it when, uh, you know, Clinton was <laughs> and Bush was dumb, and it was just a little easier. What <laughs> What the belief there, Jack? Clinton was uh fornicating. Clinton was (laughs) fornicating. All right. All right. Listen carefully. Here we go. You know, I did it when, uh, you know, Clinton was horny and Bush was dumb. And it was just a little easier. (laughs) Oh, oh, horny. Look at went horny and fornicating. That's close enough. I'll give you that one. Hey, all right. We'll give you at least partial. We'll give you half a point for that one. All right, William, uh, this is your last clue. If you get this one fully right, then you win the Marqueso (laughs) prize pack. Uh, If you get it partially right, well, then you guys tie. So we'll see what happens. Are you ready for your last clue? Yes, I am. All right, William, listen carefully and tell me what the bleep. I would support... By the way, this is Elizabeth Warren at her town hall meeting in Mississippi.
6: I would support removing Confederate celebrations from federal lands
1: and putting them in where they belong. What the bleep, William? Putting them in the trash. Putting them in the trash.
6: I would support removing confederate celebrations from federal lands and putting them in museums where they belong in museums
1: yeah yeah, no museums (laughs) uh, to a lot of people museums are trash but no I'm sorry that's incorrect Uh, which means Jack you are our big winner today congratulations (laughs) yay Yay. you get a Marque show news 104.5 WOKV prize pack for everyone else uh, thanks so much for listening today again tomorrow don't panic I'm only off for the one day or if you hate the show don't rejoice I'll be back on Monday. Uh, Until then, stay tuned. The news and Rush Limbaugh are next on News 104.5 WOKV.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it